and welcome to the Sri Lankan News Podcast. Today is Thursday, 3rd of June 2021. So dear listener, today I decided that we will skip the trailer because it is a special day. The Sri Lankan News Podcast turns one month today. So thank you so much for listening and I'm glad you have continued to listen to this podcast. So during the last four weeks, we've had listeners from countries around the world, starting of course from Sri Lanka, then to India, Maldives, uh, Philippines, Oman, Qatar, Italy, Japan, Singapore, Germany, Netherlands, Norway, Austria, Switzerland, Australia, and many other countries from around the world. So thank you so much for listening because it makes me feel like this podcast is actually something useful for you. So I would like to hear from you what you like about this podcast, what you don't like about this podcast, your comments, your criticism, your suggestions. I'm open to hear all of them. So do write to us at srilankannewspodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter, not very active yet, but we're also on Twitter at slnewspodcast. So do write to us, do tag us, uh, let me know what you like about it, what you don't like about it everything send us an email and um, if you are a Sri Lankan living abroad do share this podcast with other Sri Lankans who live where you are and also with people who are interested in Sri Lanka and what's happening in Sri Lanka and if you're a Sri Lankan living in the country do share it with other Sri Lankans who might be interested in listening to podcasts and who would like to stay updated on the go so without any further ado let's move on to the news Starting off with the headlines in a number of papers today, the government yesterday announced that the island-wide travel restrictions will be further extended until 14th of June. According to a statement issued by the Department of Government Information, travel restrictions will be lifted at 4 a.m. on 14th of June. President Gotabi Rajapaksa has told the governors and district secretaries that they should personally intervene to maintain essential services and prevent any disruption to the lives of people. Staying on in the COVID-related news, the government yesterday unveiled a fresh yet ambitious COVID-19 vaccine rollout plan for the country amidst mounting challenges on procurement and timely delivery, while also alleging monopolistic behaviour by some nations. State Minister of Pharmaceutical Production, Supply and Regulation, Professor Channa Jaisumana yesterday said that two shipments of 1 million doses each of the Sinopharm COVID-19 vaccine are expected to arrive on 6th and 9th of June, in addition to 300,000 and 400,000 doses of Pfizer vaccine due in July. Daily Mirror reports that the Chinese Sinopharm COVID-19 vaccine will be administered in 12 districts from June 8th. The vaccine will be provided in Nuarelia, Matale, Kegol, Trincomalee, Hambantota, Ampara, Badulla, Batikolo, Monragala, Anuradhapura, Putlam and Polonaru districts. Priority will be given for pregnant women, senior citizens above 60 years of age, and government employees. The Daily FT reports that President's Counsel Sanjay Rajaratnam, who assumed duties as the Attorney General recently, called on the Prime Minister. He has assured the Prime Minister that steps will be taken to prosecute the perpetrators of the Easter Sunday terror attacks as soon as possible. The Prime Minister also has drawn attention to the legal action to be taken regarding the fire in the MV Express Pearl container ship in the sea near the Colombo Harbour, 
and the damage done to Sri Lanka's marine environment by the fire. Moving on to the MV Express Pearl, the Daily Mirror reports that Sri Lanka is preparing to face a potential oil leak from the ship which began to sink yesterday. The Navy has said that the Coast Guard together with vessels from India are now on standby to deal with the situation. Environment Minister Mahinda Maravira yesterday said that even if 100 billion rupees is paid to the government as compensation for the ship, the damage caused to the environment cannot be restored. Daily News reports that, according to environmentalist Dr. Ajanta Pereira, it is the responsibility of the government to reveal to the people the destructive material which entered our seas from the Express Pearl ship. Lankadeep, on the other hand, reports that more than 2,600 personnel from the army and the police have been deployed to collect the debris of the Express Pearl vessel. Meanwhile, the Daily Mirror also reports that the Janata Vimukti Peramuna has urged the government to conduct a scientific study on the fishery harvest and a proper assessment on the damage caused to the marine environment and social life of the coastal belt. JVP MP Vichita Herath has told a news conference that all affected parties should be compensated after obtaining a proper compensation from the relevant insurance companies. The Daily Mirror reports that a former member of a UN expert panel on Sri Lanka, Yasmin Suka, has questioned the appointment of former Inspector General of Police Jayanta Vikramaratna to the Office on Missing Persons. She has alleged that the appointment of a wartime police chief to the Office on Missing Persons in Sri Lanka completes the militarization of the transitional justice mechanism established under the previous government. Moving on, the morning reports that according to the Ministry of Public Services, Provincial Councils and Local Government Secretary J.J. Ratnasiri, funding a construction project in Sri Lanka does not permit the funding country to use its language in connection with the project. The national official languages policy permits only the use of Sinhala and Tamil as official languages and English as the link language. He has further said that at the ministry level, instructions have been given to use all three languages, single English and Tamil, for communication purposes. The Morning also reports that health sector trade unions are set to go on strike today to demonstrate their objection to the alleged preferential treatment provided to doctors while sidelining other health workers in the sector who are also facing same risks in the fight against COVID-19. Government Medical Laboratory Technologies Association President Ravi Kumudesh has said that excluding the Government Medical Officers Association or GMOA, 20 unions would participate in the strike today. They have 15 demands, including treating all, th- all health workers equally and involving them in the decision-making process and establishing a committee including all union members, the provision of vaccinations for all their family members, and support supplying essential items for health staff. The strike would start at 7 a.m. and end at 12 noon today. The island reports that the post officers will resume essential work from today. Lankadeva reports that opposition leader Sajid Premadasa has asked the government to call for an all-party meeting to discuss on how to protect the people from the pandemic. Lankadipa also reports that the Archbishop Malcolm Cardinal Ranjit has said that the government which came into power to protect the country is now dragging the country towards destruction. He has said this during a press conference where he spoke on the delayed investigations 
relating to the East Asante attacks and also commenting on the Emory Express Pearl incident. The Daily FT reports that in an effort to combat and control the current surge of COVID-19 cases in Sri Lanka, Germany has recently handed over a consignment of protective surgical masks to the Ministry of Health to the World Health Organization country office for Sri Lanka. The Daily Mirror reports that the United States will decide soon on the countries to benefit from its global vaccine sharing initiative. According to the embassy spokesperson, the US will share 13% of its vaccines produced for it with COVAX and other partners to ensure these vaccines are delivered in a manner that is equitable and follows the science and public health data. The Morning reports that the Free Trade Zone Solidarity has said that the workers engaged in services within the free trade zones should be prioritized in the COVID-19 vaccination program, while PCR tests should be conducted regularly and urgently in those zones. That's all the news for today. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sri Lanka News Podcast. If you would like to stay updated about the daily news, politics and international relations of Sri Lanka, be sure to subscribe to this podcast.